0: I promised last week that I was going to share something this week and um, it dropped in my spirit a couple of days ago and I felt that this should bring us or give us a certain form or sort of direction for, for the church and believers in the Christendom. Um, it's apparent as though that many of us have struggled so greatly to hear the voice of God. And uh, we also have people who have come off as people who hear and understand the voice of God, but they don't understand the voice of God, and neither do they hear God. But they are convinced that they hear God. For so many years, and I believe you'll agree with me, even you who agrees with me, some of you probably also have the same disease. For so many years, people have quoted God, then God told me to do this. Me, God, me, God is the one, me, me, when God has spoken, you yeah? know, me, I, me, how can I disobey God? Praise the Lord. Even in things that the guiding lights of the spirit are contradicted of, you know, uh, in school of ministry, I taught about the seven guiding lights of the Holy Spirit or of the spirit. And those are the lights by which you confirm in your spirit the affirmed convictions of God that God has spoken to you about something are you listening to me one of them is the inward witness which ought to be the first not the last not the third the first guiding light of the spirit is the inward witness what you feel inside about a matter praise the lord the second is confirmation of scripture that what you're feeling inside your spirit must agree with the word you can't bring me a Muslim guy and you say, "Me God told me to marry this guy. Yeah, uh, The Bible said, do not be unequally. So you can't contradict scripture in the name of hearing the voice of God. Or you find a woman in her marriage and you tell her, that marriage you're in is not yours. God told me, ma- uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Praise God. Then we have prophetic confirmations. Where a prophet comes and tells you something And it is confirming both scripture and the inward witness. And that's the order. Prophetic is not the first. We are not led by prophets. We are led by the Holy Spirit. Hello? And I'm not saying that to disqualify the office of the prophet. I prophesy myself and you know that. But what I see in the spirit is not supposed to be your standard of affirmation. It is supposed to be the confirmation of what is affirmed in your spirit. Praise God. God has to speak to you too. Somebody shout hallelujah. Unless you don't trust God to speak to you or you feel you're so unworthy to be spoken to. Hallelujah. The prophetic is wonderful and it's approved as a guiding light of the spirit, but it confirms what is already affirmed in the spirit. It doesn't make it happen. It has already happened. It's simply a confirming entity, right? Then there are other things like godly counsel. Then there are things like uh, circumstantial evidences, things that circumstances will bring as evidence that the Lord has spoken to you. The peace of God is also one of the guiding lights of the spirit. If you don't feel a peace in some, you don't do it. Then there are things like the provision of God. Where God has sent you, he'll provide for you. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Provision is more than money. It can be in marriage. God will provide for your marriage. More than just the wedding money. (laughs) Praise God. He will provide for the gifts that you need if you're a minister. He'll provide not only for the finances, but for the ability for you to feed his sheep. You see what I'm saying? Why? Because it is one of the guiding lights of the Spirit. So I say, some of us don't even respect them. We don't even regard the guiding lights of the Spirit. Some people can contradict all those seven I've mentioned. And they still say me, God, what? Spoke to me. Praise the Lord. People are struggling in businesses because they didn't hear God. People are struggling in relationships because they didn't hear God. People are struggling in ministry because they didn't hear God. People are struggling in career because they didn't hear God people struggling in their education because they didn't hear God. People struggling in many things because they did not hear God. Some people are sick right now because they didn't hear God. Some people are weak right now because they didn't hear God. Some people are under attack of demonic affliction, possession, and and, and whatever you want to call it because they did not hear God. Some people are still in Uganda because they didn't hear God. Some people are outside Uganda because they didn't hear God. eh, eh. Some people are slowed in certain ideas, because they didn't hear God, some of your projects are stalled because you did not hear God. Some of you are weeping right now, and you're in pain. You're in agony. You're in distress. You're in despair. You're in devastation. You're in disappointment. You're in distrust. Every this is on you. This is every this is on you. Because you did not what hear the voice of God. The Bible says, when they heard the voice of God, they leave that the dead shall hear the voice of the Lord, that they should live. We hear God to live. The day you stop hearing God, you will die and everything around you. Some of you, the things that are dying around you are because you're not hearing God. If indeed it is for God that you're hearing and things are dying around you, then congratulations because all these things are going to work for good because you love the Lord and are called according to his purpose, underline it. But some people are the way they are. They've been struggling in the life of salvation. They are going to struggle. They struggled and they will always struggle. There are people you look at and you, your, your biggest pain is they might never change. Their lives might never change. They've believed God for so many years. They have prayed for so many years. They have fasted for so There is no kind of fast they've not had. The Esther, the Daniel, the Peter, the Apostle. Every kind of fast they've had and nothing has changed. They've gone to every man of God. They visited the apostle. They visited the pastor. They vi- then they told him, ay, 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 there's another man of God in the village. Then they drove there. Then the man spoke. Then they spoke in their lives, and then another. Then they went to an evangelist, an evangelist. Then they went to a prophet. He laid hands. Then they came back to another pastor. Then again, I think they realized things didn't work. Then again, they went to another place, and then for prayer, and then they prayed and prophesied. And then after pro- they even answered. Some of this, I think when I go to a praise rally, then they praised God to get out of those problems. They worshipped. Things refused they you hearing me, then they said ah, I think the color I'm putting on is funny then they do all things in life and nothing comes as it ought to 20 30, 40 50, I believe God, 60, I believe God 70, I believe God 80, if they reach them, I believe God 83 he has finished his work he has died a believer A faithful man in the Lord. (laughs) But he did not finish like he was supposed to. Do you sometimes sit on your bed or on your chair sometimes and ask yourself, am I serving the purpose for which the Lord created me? Am I in the right place of my life? Am Am I in the right place? Am I at the right time of my destiny? How long am I going to live in this situation? Is this situation aligned to God's intention for my life? Or is it far from what God has intended for my life? Some of you don't understand that as a star, you, you have a cloak. You have a cloak. And that cloak can either run as long as you live or oh, it can run out even while you're still alive. It can even die out even while, that clock can even stop. Even while you're still too young and still too strong to go on. You remember with the words, the lamentation of Je- of Moses. He says that he was, he was still full of strength. His natural face was not abetted. But the Bible tells us, but the Lord could not let him in. Moses died before his time. Moses died before his time. He was still strong. The destiny God put upon his life was to lead the children of Israel from Egypt into the wilderness, into the promised land. But he could only go as far as the wilderness. Was it God's intention for Moses to die on Moriah? No. Was it God's intention for God to die and for Moses not to cross into the promised land? No but something happened in his life and that was it somebody say hallelujah not everything that the lord has set in your life to do is a must or a guarantee that you shall do some of you who are walking this purpose of us you some not all who the lord has called to be what they're supposed to be really become what the lord has ordained them to be I have seen people who I'm sure are not where they're supposed to be. But even in that place, many of them are convinced that they hear. God. You, can't, you can't convince certain people that they're not hearing God. And then the Lord told me to go there. And, and you're sure the Lord didn't tell him to go there. You're sure. They had the voice of their mind. Their soul was deceived and they received the false dream. The Bible says while men are asleep, what does the enemy do? He comes and what? He saw so stares. He saw so stares while men are asleep. In a multitude of dreams, not every dream you receive comes from God. No, you know that. But many people think that every bad dream is from the devil, every good dream is from God. You're one woman, but almost five guys have dreamt that they are marrying you. Hey. How come the five are all dreamt you? Are all these five men here in God? Answer me. You see what I'm saying? He says, for in a multitude of you dreams and many words. There are also diverse vanities. There are diverse vanities. Not everything you dream is so. I've seen men who have been led off their course. Off their course. Because of dreams. Because you think every dream you've received is of God. No, the devil can plot a dream on you that will divert you for the rest of your life if you do not understand the convictions of, your, of the Holy Spirit. That is why I have to, to relate my dream with my conviction. I have to relate my dream with my inward witness. I have to relate it with the circumstantial evidence. I have to relate it with godly counsel. I have to seek a man of God's mind on some. You understand? You don't just enter something like that. No, you seek godly counsel. You have to compare your dreams, all these things you call visions, with the peace in your spirit, with the provisions of God, with the prophetic words spoken on your life. You have to. Do you know how many people are dead right now because they did not hear God? Oh, they claim to hear to hear God, and yet they had another spirit, which was familiar, and they're not just destroyed, but they are dead. Let me tell you, sometimes there are mistakes that can never be reversed. And all of these things come because people do not hear the voice of God. You can even enter unwanted losses. Some of you, you're, you're in loss after loss because you did not hear God. I'll give you an example. I started to get pressure from people Telling us, go on television, go on television, go on television, go on television, go on television. And we had the money to go on television. You understand? But every time I went to God and, and, and asked him, is it our time to go to television? The Lord would tell me, uh-uh, it's not your time. Ask. You understand? The provision was there. The peace was there. But the inward witness could not allow me. You understand what I'm saying? I struggled with television issues. Television issues. And then a big television in Kampala comes. Big, big. And then they gave me an offer I could not refuse. Even if it was you. (laughs) They told me, Apostle Grace, we're going to do for you something we've not done for any preacher. We're going to give you a 40% discount. And then I said, this, this is it. The Lord has spoken or <laughs> speak. You understand what I'm saying? Depending on which Bible you read, either KJV or New Living Translation. And, and, and I was excited. And I met them. We talked. And I told them, draft the contract immediately. And we were ready to run on that television station. And I went in my room I started dancing, God, thank you, because you have opened the door for television. Even 40%, not that we couldn't pay the 100, we have the money, but this 40% is a sign that this, oh, thank you, I started dancing. The Holy Spirit told me, no. I said, say what? He says, no. You're not going on television now. So I told God, what's the sign? What is the sign? Because for me, of course provision was an answer. But number two, the demand was too much. And when people are calling you, Apostle TV, Apostle TV. Long and short, I still stuck to the guns of what the Lord had told me. And then these guys called me to come and sign the contract. I became busy. I told them I'm coming. Oh, please come and sign. We need to break this. They they're going to take the slot. We've got a near good slot. I told them, wait for me. Let me tell you. I told people. When you're a believer, you wait it out. If you're a believer, don't put yourself on pressure. If if I don't do this thing, they'll take her. Oh, if I don't do this, somebody they'll take it. Oh, if I don't do this, somebody they'll take her. Oh no! You're a believer. Praise the Lord. That's what Isaiah says. Isn't that so? Believers will not make haste. For we have believed. He says, he that believeth shall not make haste. When you're a believer in God, huh? when things put you on pressure, that's the point where you have to tell them, calm down. Calm down. It doesn't, you're wasting time. If you don't pay for the land, they're going to take it. Let them pack. Are you hearing me? What is yours is what. Oh no, you don't put me on pressure like that. You have three minutes. Three minutes only, they're going to take the car. Let them take it. Let them take it. If it is mine, let it go 40 minutes. Let it go how many minutes? You're wasting time. Are you hearing me, somebody? Are you hearing me? So, that very week when the contract was supposed to be signed, the Lord comes in the vision and tells me, Let me explain to you because you waited on me. You told me, your first television program is not going to be paid for. That's the sign that you are ready to go on TV. I said, "Okay, 40%. I could even pay 100%. I could even pay 100% times 3. That very week. Are you hearing me? I dodged them. The next week, Somebody said the next week. The ne- they called me Friday. We are sa- I dodged them that Friday. That next week, I'm told they are in a meeting somewhere in Urban. And this guy says, there's like a guy. Is he fanero? Yeah, that guy. Give him free air. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody shout hallelujah. Yeah. So we are not paying if the time comes to pay, we can pay, but we're not paying right now. Urban TV is hosting us for free. And guess what? Fiona the other day told me that they looked at statistics across the country. For service 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. It's the most watched program in the whole country. <laughs> To somebody and tell them, I hear, I hear God. Small things, but they make a difference. When to move, how to move, with whom to move, how, why. If you, God has to answer, then move. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. So, hearing the voice of God is key. It will say, if, let me tell you, The Lord told me in 2013 of what was going to happen in Uganda. And I told him, give me the time when it should start. (laughs) And the Lord told me the time frame. And I remember I even told some of the boys who were next to me, even Apostle Emma remembers. I told them something was going to happen in Uganda. It's going to amaze people. 2014 August, the 7th. I was, I think, in June or one or two months before, the Lord told me, start this August. If you don't, the move is going to leave you a bit. You're going to lag behind. That is why if you look at the move that has begun in our nation, we were among the pioneers. Never forget that. I'm not boasting about it. No, I'm testifying about it. We were among the pioneers. We sensed the time and began at the right time. When we started, of course, other people, of course, other ministry. But but 2014, it was a remarkable year for us. If I had not had God on that, I would have trouble. You understand what I'm saying? Some of you, when you are supposed to begin the project is when you refuse to begin it. Now the thing is stalled because in the season when it was supposed to move, that was the time you didn't do it. But that changes in the name of Jesus. For the purpose of the things that you're hearing tonight, even convinced that you're not here by mistake. Somebody shout hallelujah. You can delay as long as you can but hear God. Now let me share a few things on these distinctions. The voice of God, the voice of God has three distinctions The distinctions, the three distinctions of the voice of God. Let me call it that way. The voice of God has three distinctions. One, two, three. Three distinctions, the Lord showed me. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 10, the Bible says, for it may be many voices in the world, but none of them is without signification. Somebody said, none of them is without signification. And the Bible says... Therefore, if I know not the meaning of the voice, the distinction of the voice, I shall be unto him that speaketh a barbarian, and he that speaketh shall be a barbarian unto me. Now put yourself in a place where you are communicating with God. If you know not the meaning of the voice of God, you become a barbarian to God. You become a foreigner. And what does the Bible speak about foreigners? The Bible speaks of men which are foreigners as men which are alienated from the life of God. That means you don't function in the life of the Spirit. You don't function in the life of God. The life of God is evident in you. Signs, miracles, and wonders don't follow you. Amazing stuff doesn't happen around you. Things that are crazy, that shock people, don't happen around you. You're a normal, predictable fellow who has no more predictable results. Why? Because you are alienated from the life of God. Your your understanding is darkened. The life, because of the ignorance that is in you. Are you following me? That is, that is the challenge that many of us are fighting. We are like foreigners. Yet the Bible says we are partakers of the commonwealth. Praise the Lord. But many of us are like foreigners. We are like foreigners. We are like as if born again, but we are not born again. Oh, we are born again, but we don't look like we're born again. We are believers, but our results don't look like they're believer results. When uh, When you understand the voice of God, the message, the message, when you understand the voice of God, when you understand these distinctions, your life changes for good. You can't be normal. You can't be ordinary. If you don't understand what God is telling you, You are barbaric. You're strange to him. You'll have strange results. Foreigners are treated differently in the the country they go to. You'll be as though someone who does not belong to where you've come. You'll have results of men in the world, yet you are a believer. So there are three distinctions of the voice of God. Praise the Lord Jesus. Of these many voices you receive. The distinctions are three. And I want you to write them. One, number one. The voice that instructs you in the way of divine purpose. Somebody say amen. The voice that instructs you in the way of your destiny. eh? Your purpose and destiny. The way you should go. That's a very important voice. The day it dies out is the day you lose direction. It doesn't matter how gifted you are. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter how happy you are. It doesn't matter how how, uh, settled things might appear. It will change. That's why there are people who are okay and in just seconds, things have changed. And you can't even believe that they were happy a couple of days ago, months or weeks. Hallelujah, somebody. The voice that instructs you on the way you should go, the path That your destiny, the voice that speaks into your destiny, it keeps on directing you into a certain direction every other day. Some of you we are with you here. Tomorrow we might not have you. The Lord will replace you. But when He does, I need direction to discern that this is the person the Lord has placed here. You see what I'm saying? If I put a wrong guy, I'll be destroyed. You understand what I'm saying? Some of you, the careers that you're doing, they are temporal. They're going to change tomorrow. But at that point when the direction has to be given, why? Because it is directing you to your course, the destiny that the Lord has laid out for you. Some of you don't even know when to quit or not to quit. Some of you don't even know when to diversify or not to diversify. You don't know what to invest in, when and how or not to, the people to work with, the godly men you need around you. Some people have surrounded themselves with the wrong kind of men of God. And they're being destroyed every day. They are excited, but they don't see results personally in their lives. You understand what I'm saying? In the book of Acts, for example, ten thirteen, Peter is hungry. The Bible says, remember the, 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 the sheet? It comes from above. With all kinds of what? Animals. And he had a voice to him that told him, Kill and eat. And Peter said, for I shall not eat of anything that has not what is common or unclean. The voice told him three times, kill and eat. Until God tells Peter, how can you what? Call and come and or common. What the Lord has called clean. But this voice that he receives and the vision that comes with that voice is directing him to open the door to the dental church. For it is through that that he understands later on when he goes in the house of Cornelius and he starts preaching before them the gospel at a point when the Jews did not believe that God was meant for the Gentiles. But there was a devout man, the Bible says, who gave his arms and was fasting. And an angel speaks to him, the angel of the Lord. God literally walked through him to send men to Peter. And at the point when these men have come, Peter has received the voice To open the gospel to the Gentile church. And Peter goes in front of Cornelius. He's speaking the gospel. But he does not even have a clue. That the Gentiles were grafted in by grace. And as he's speaking the Bible says. The spirit of the Lord falls upon them. And he says of a truth I perceive. That God is no respecter of persons. But any man which comes to him. Is able to walk in him. Righteousness and everything. That man is acceptable to him. That is how the gospel was opened to the Gentile church. Peter was aligned to a certain course of his destiny. Why? Because he had the voice that aligned him there. Some of you don't even know what you are called to be. You're doing the wrong career. You're sitting in the wrong office. Both career wise and the call of God upon your life. Some of you, you're pastors but you're evangelizing. Some of you evangelists but you're pastoring. Some of you, you're apostles but you're And so there's a mixture. And maybe your ministry is struggling because you have not settled where the Lord has given you. If the Lord has ordained you somewhere, believe me, there is provision and everything within. Remember when Paul is dealing with the church in Macedonia, the Macedonian call? He says in a voice while he was asleep, a man called him. He saw a man coming, calling him. That was a voice that was aligning him to destiny. And go read the Bible. He goes in Thessalonica, they don't get the gospel. He leaves Thessalonica. He goes in Berea. And Berea is part of Macedonia. When he reaches in in Macedonia, he says, and the Bereans were more fairer than the... Thessalonians because when he preached the gospel of Thessalonians they didn't go back home to study the word but when the Bereans had the word they went back home and studied the word to know whether these things were so why because they were given him in thine day the Bible says then people shall be willing in thine day of power if they are yours they'll break if they are yours they'll serve if they are yours they'll listen if they are yours they'll they'll, they'll yield if they are yours they... that's why me I don't struggle with people oh today I'm going to serve tomorrow you're not mine if, if they are yours If you're a man of God, if God has, listen, let me translate it in English. What is yours you can't fight for? It will come to you. If a person is your own, you don't need to, to, oh, do this, please, pastors, don't plead with people to serve. If somebody is not ready to serve Mugambe or T, go. Go. God will replace them tomorrow. For me, when someone leaves, I say 10 times more. When they leave, I say 10 times better. Either God will bring 10 people, uh, both, but also people 10 times better. And it has happened. Thine people shall be willing in thine day of power. But then you find pastors who are leading ministries by scaring people. If you don't do this, I'll curse you at all (laughs) Fire will come from heaven and devour you. You, how can you disobey me? Me, I'm a man of God. I've had God. I've seen men of God who come and impose themselves on people. The Lord spoke to me. I'm your spiritual father. woo The moment a man says those things, tell him, let me come back, apostle. No, no, no. We are not supposed to tell you. You're supposed to pick it in the spirit. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? People are rebellious. Why don't you listen? Listen. My sheep, the Bible says, hear my voice. That's what Jesus said. If you're his, if they are yours, they will listen to you. If somebody's rebellious, maybe they belong somewhere. One time some guy became too rebellious. I called him. I told him, I think I'm not anointed to help you. I didn't release him in a bad way. I just realized I wasn't his shepherd. It was a, a fact. And I sorted it. I released him in peace. Because I was convinced I couldn't teach him. I was praying that maybe he'll find someone who will speak to him. Because you understand what I'm saying? There are people who don't listen to anybody. But I learned this from my father. If you don't have somebody you listen to in this world, you'll die early. You'll die early. Either physically or spiritually. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Shout Hallelujah. Peter, the door to the church was opened because Peter had God, the voice, the voice. In Acts 7, 31, the Bible speaks of how Moses saw he was astonished and marveled at the sight when he went close to investigate There came to him the voice of the Lord saying, I'm the God of thine fathers, da, da. da, 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 da. And that's how we know the burning bush. Remember that experience? And that's how God commissions Moses into the call of God upon his life. It was a voice. That kick-started his ministry as a man of God. Somebody shout hallelujah. You need that voice from day one, but you need it to walk constantly with you. Somebody shout hallelujah. That was the voice that died from Adam and Eve. That was the voice. As long as they were in the garden, they were under the protection of divine purpose. The serpent beguiles them through his subtlety. Deceives them. And what happens? Adam and Eve go another course. Are you hearing me? And the moment they ate the fruit, the Bible says they had the voice of the Lord walking in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife the Bible says hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Bible says, and the Lord God called unto them, this particular voice of destiny and purpose, called unto them and says, Adam, where art thou? Where art thou? And he said that I had thine voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. He said, I hid myself. I hid myself. The voice of purpose could not find Adam When people speak of the glory that fell off man at the fall, it was the glory of purpose. From that day, Adam and Eve were hid from a certain voice. They were hid from a certain voice. They never had a certain voice. But that didn't mean that they didn't hear God. They continued hearing God. Even when God was judging the ground, judging the woman, telling her what she'll go through in childbirth, he was speaking. But that was the second kind of voice it's called the judgments of god it's also a distinction that there are people who may not hear the voice of god pertaining the destiny but they hear the voice of god or god will still communicate to them concerning his judgments when cain killed abel god still spoke to him this was a man who had killed a man but they were talking to god he was communicating very clearly Oh, you're going to be a vagabond. Oh, where is that brother? Am I my brother's keeper? This is a man who has just killed. Some of you think, oh, how can you do that? When you do that, God stops to talk to you. No. God continued to speak to Cain. Even after killing his own brother. Where is thy brother? And to know that this was a voice of the judgment of God. He says, the blood of your brother cries out. It is crying out. That was a place where God was judging a matter in a man's life. He had to hear. But I didn't mean that because he's hearing the voice of the judgments of God, therefore it means he totally, fully hears God by the distinctions. All the distinctions. Cain had lost purpose and direction. He had lost the milestone of his destiny, but he still had God. Don't be mistaken that some people can hear God, but they are off the course, but they still hear God. God judged and Cain was hearing when God judged man in the garden, they had everything. So I mean that the voice of God left them no, but a particular voice of destiny and purpose left them because they literally changed the direction of the course the Lord had ordained them to have. And there are many people right now who have detached from that, from the voice. But they still hear the judgments of God. As of only, not only maybe upon their lives, but also on the other, the people, the individuals. When, 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 when Hagar puts her son away, fearing to die, the Bible says the Lord had the voice of the Lord. This was a voice seeking deliverance. And God judged the matter and Hagar had God. But that didn't mean that God had a relationship with. You remember the fellow, was it Balak? Balak? The Bible says that donkey had to turn to talk God literally had to speak through the donkey Peter says to stop the madness of the prophet this man had lost his the direction and caused the God could not have gotten this guy to be used by the enemies of Israel to cast Israel it's not possible and the Lord is telling him don't go the Lord is telling him don't go don't go! But he's refusing. He's refusing. He's still going. Why? Because he was a man who loved reward. The Bible speaks of him as a man who loved reward. He loved to be paid for his gift. And he crushes his leg. The donkey crushes his leg. He's trying to. He even speaks to it, saying, "You beast, I would kill you." Until the beast tells the guy, "Have I ever taken you a wrong direction?" Was there a day you told me to go north and I didn't go boss? You're losing it. The, the Bible says the donkey, the donkey, the ass speck to stop the madness of the of God. He was getting mad. <laughs> this was a voice of God. But the man was shut from it. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord Jesus. Somebody say amen. amen. Then the third is the voice of the message. Somebody say, Amen. The voice of the message. Praise the Lord. When you understand the message and the covenant under which you are, even the judgments change. Now that's the good news, and I'm going to go there a bit. The judgments of God become clearer when you understand the message as it is supposed to be. For example, we're dealing of, with the God of the Old Testament. You remember him. The God that answereth by fire. To judge the enemies of Israel. Not to judge Israel by fire. I hope you know that. You go in your Bible. You read you read about him as, as the God whose voice uh, divides the flames of fire. Shivers the wilderness of Kadesh. You understand? He shakes the cedars of Lebanon. And then you're like, man, yeah. You understand? Because that voice shakes for a seat. It flips things, yes, to the line of judgment in the covenant the men were in. The covenant you're under is different. That is why you ought to know the voice of the message. That's why we're still struggling with people. Law, grace, law, grace. Me, I'm not under the the law. But those grace preachers, they're extreme. They're telling people to see me. Why? Because the message is not a revelation. The message is not a revelation. Every time God opens the, let me give you an example. When I was in university, something radical happened to me. The first time I heard the voice of the message, the first time. Of course, I was hearing bits and pieces. For example, don't know even me. I preached the law one day, one time, and when you find an anointed person who preaches the law, they are dangerous. Because I was not preaching the law out of... No, I was preaching the law and I was anointed. You get my point? I was dangerous. Thank you. So, the message starts to come in my spirit. Message starts to come in my spirit. I'll never forget one special occasion. I'll never forget that occasion. The first time, the voice of the message tangibly appeared to me as in my bed sleeping and in my sleep a vision appears where God comes literally, carries me out of my body, Jesus Christ makes me sit down with him he starts narrating the story of Simon the sorcerer how it is quoted in scripture he starts teaching me who Simon the sorcerer was what he does, who he was the spirit of Simon the sorcerer what was in this man's brain to think he could buy the gift of God? There are two Christians. One is giving, one is buying, and they're all doing the same things, but they don't know. You, you check inside their spirits, and within them, the Bible says, they have a gall of bitterness. Bitterness is in their spirits. The, the bitterness is what drove them to buy. The state of their heart is not right with God. He's not asking for a healing anointing because he wants to heal the sick. He's asking for a healing anointing because he also wants to be like the other guy who heals the sick such that he can be respected and honored and given guys around to protect him. Because even if he wants to be a man, a God, the pride of life. That is why many of them, when the Lord raises them up, they abuse their position. They become gods in the lives of men. They start to ask for a self-stant treatment. A certain... <laughs> that Let me tell you. People can treat you anyway. But never forget idolatry is in the heart. Everything you do outside is a total sum of what is inside you. Don't ever be deceived. Don't think I've not been offered men to walk with me. But it's not in my heart to work with them because it's not in my heart it's just not in my heart you understand what I'm saying I can do it if I want to but it's idolatry is in the heart out of your heart are the issues of life everything you see in Fanero is my heart do you understand what I'm saying it's the meditation of my heart I know if you're not a minister, or you're not mature, you've not understood this. Praise the Lord. You've understood. God bless you. I'm sorry. I've understood. Somebody somebody has come with me. I've understood. I'm sorry. (laughs) Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. There's a man right now who is humble. The day you get money, Pick it for me. No. Even if you have millions of dollars, pick your hunky. It doesn't take anything from you. There are people, when you look at them, you're like, this one is saying, the day I get money, you're all in trouble. Some even warn people and say, wait when I get my car. You will see my true colors. No, no, no. <laughs> Drive the car and still be you. It won't take away the anointing. It won't take away the glory. No. People will be healed. God will use you mightily. Still stay. He ain't not take any, anything away from you. He doesn't take anything away from you. But now, and soon I'm going to touch something, but I'm still meditating on where to begin from such that you don't think I'm attacking No, I want to speak from an apostolic heart because even these young boys who are dreaming to be men of God, think a guy has started maybe as a fellowship of three people. He's also... He doesn't even have money for rent, but he's also... And you look at him and you're like, brother, you've not seen anything yet. Who deceived you that the more the Lord exalts you, is the more you have to be? No. Humble yourself. He exalts the humble. But the Bible says the proud he what? It is very funny when God himself resists you and he starts putting you down. It's him putting you down. You, you can't. Far from me in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Say amen. So I' not about the voice of Simon the sorcerer. He tells me the whole story. The whole story gives me the lesson. I've tried to teach it, but I've still failed to articulate it the way I saw it. The next morning, I open the Bible on the very chapter and the very verse, and I find the exact story. And the Lord is my witness, before whom I stand. I had never read that story. That is when I knew that the Lord was speaking to me. And of course, many times like that, when I'm driving, mystery falls in my spirit. Even this morning, I'm going to shock you. Eh? This morning, it was about, I think, 7 a.m. I was on my bed sleeping, and I woke up to him speaking. I didn't wake up and I thought, no. I woke up and he was speaking. I had to, 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 you know when the voice is so fast, and it was like, do you know, have you ever woken up? For example, as you play sermons, and then you wake up at night or probably at night and the sermon is still playing. At 7 a.m. this morning, I woke up to the voice of God teaching, literally teaching, like it was a class I woke up to. And it was as though there were certain people who are also studying. And I just appeared in that class. I don't know if they understand. 7 a.m. I started to hear things. There are things I've failed to testify about because some people think I'm proud. Let me wait. One day you'll understand what I was saying. Praise the Lord. There are things that I'm I'm waiting for God to first bring a certain manifestation. That will make sense to certain people. But I have good news for you saints. God is that personal. He wants to talk to you to the minutest detail. Even the shoe you'll buy in that store. To the minutest, even the pen of the five you should choose. God loves you that much that he wants to be very specific. And he will in the mighty name of Jesus. Say he will do it to me in the name of Jesus. But the voice of the message for me defined my ministry. Every man has a vindication of what confirms the presence of God in their lives. For me it's revelation. He spoke that to me many years ago. But I can't narrate the story sometimes. But I've shared it with a few of you. For me it's the spirit of revelation. Once revelation hits my spirit. It's the confirmation of his affirmed presence in me. Some people, when their hands start shaking, they say, ay, 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 God is here, yeah. Some people, when they start speaking in tongues and they sing a song, God is there. Some people, when a word falls on their spirits or knowledge, God is there. For me, it's revelation. As long as revelation is my spirit, it always confirms the affirmed presence in my life. That is why sometimes when I'm preaching, power moves. It's not something I intend, No. The intensity of what God has revealed in my spirit, the moment it starts to come out, it comes out with a certain weight of impartation. And these words that seem like a words they come out with a power to vindicate and confirm the word of my conviction. But that is because I'm submitted to the distinction of that message. If I preach another message, you remember John when he's talking about the door? Let me read it for you in John. Chapter 10, verses 1. John chapter 10, verse 1. He says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. Any man who doesn't come by the door is a thief and a robber. And I'm going to define for you a thief in the Bible. The Bible says, but he that entereth, now I'm going to define a thief. Because in this story, the thief or the robber is stealing what? Sheep. I'm going to show you what the Bible calls people who steal sheep. Huh? that guy, I hear some men of God who say, that guy stole our sheep, he has stolen our church members, let me show you who a thief is, according to scripture, he, that yeah, he's depleting somebody, I says, he's, he's depleting the churches of Jesus, the church of Jesus can't be depleted by a man unless you don't know Jesus Christ that one is a thief, he stole my members let me show you who a thief is, he that enters in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep, huh to him the potter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out, because they don't need to be stolen. He leads them out of deception, out of bondage, out of sickness, out of suffering, out of everything. Now the Bible says, and when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And the Bible says, and a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, flee from him for they know not the voice of strangers. And the next verse says, and this parable, Jesus spake to them, but they understood not what things were which he spake unto them. And the next verse says, then Jesus said to them again, verily, verily I say unto you, I am the door. <laughs> Any man who comes by the door. Any man who preaches the gospel of Jesus Christ, the sheep of Jesus will follow him. Any man who comes by another door and has sheep, but is not preaching the doctrine of Jesus, that is the thief. They are the thieves. Oh, you didn't get it, did you? You got it. You must get it. They're the thieves. Because they enter another way. They don't proclaim Jesus. What did he say? He says, if you lift me up, what will he do? As long as we raise Jesus in Fanero, it's not going to grow smaller. Some guy told, there's a guy who said, I give those ones three years. Now we are in the third year. He extended he extended no eight years, that's a long time. And then I checked out the number eight is a year of what is a number that means new beginnings. That means God will. When somebody gives you eight years, it means they even give you the seventh year of perfection. That means they have allowed you firstly to be perfected. Oh, somebody shout, hallelujah. <laughs> that is the good news. Any man who does not preach the doctrine of Jesus Christ is a thief. That means you're pastoring people illegally. You use the another door. Any man who uses Christ, they'll listen to him. They'll follow him. And when a stranger comes, they will not heed. Because you'll be strange. The problem with many people, many men of God, they think that for them, they're the ones who understand for the church. Direct translation. That everybody doesn't understand except them. No, people know the difference. People know the difference. Pastors, pastors, people know the difference. Praise the Lord Jesus. Yesterday I phoned a person and I said, I I used to tell me you were cult and then I said, but before I hammer this guy, let me listen to his summons. He says, I listen to your summons now. I just want you to pray for me. (laughs) Live the gospel that gives answers a certain way. Soon I'm going to bring somebody, I think they're out of the country. I'm going to bring them here one day to testify. This person came in my office And they told us, she went for a 4D scan, and they told us that she had cancer. Stage 4. I called her to my office and I told her, don't tell anyone about this. We, We can't rehearse facts. We can only rehearse truth. We entered that office. Prayed together. Spoke words. And that person left the office as though it was normal. And I loved her faith because she told me, she told me herself and says, Musumba, I feel faith in my spirit bigger than anything a doctor can say. She sent me a message a couple of days ago and she went back for a test. They did tests. They can't trace cancer. Even if you don't clap. Even if you don't clap. They can't trace it. There's a lady who called me this last week. She went, they diagnosed her hepatitis B. She came last Thursday, spoke a word in her life without any drug. She told me, the moment she went for checkup, she said, after Fanero, she went for checkup. No, they are looking for hepatitis. They can't find hepatitis. <laughs> I wish she can wave wherever she is because some people need to, you're the one? You're the one, eh? Assume the devil wave. you need but that is the gospel and you've not yet started when you start the world will know that jesus is alive and He dwells in the worlds of men somebody say amen say hallelujah you when you have not understood the message you'll have a contradiction of judgments In the Old Testament, the judgments of God were there to pass sentence. After the revelation of the Christ, the judgments of Christ upon you as a believer are righteous. How many of you understand what I'm saying? That is why I tell people, once you've started to hear the voice of the message, the judgments will come very easily. The distinction of the judgments will be clear. You judge things according to the word. You learn to forgive because the word has taught you so. You see that? You learn to let go because the word has taught you to do so. You learn how to wedge a good wall because the voice, the, way, the message, the voice of the message is very clear. I have good news. Isaiah chapter 30, verses 18. Verses 18. Give me the amplified. Listen to such wonderful judgments. Isaiah 30 verses 18, Give me the amplified. He says, "And therefore the Lord earnestly waits, expecting, listen, looking and longing to kill you. No, to be gracious to you. God is longing. Those are the judgments of God. If you have not understood the message, you'll expect bad from God. But the Bible says, expecting nothing bad from Him. That's why we preach grace, such that we, 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 we channel your judgments to the true voice of God. This is the mind of God concerning your life. He is looking, expecting, and longing to be gracious to you. And therefore, He lifts Himself up that He may have mercy on you and show loving kindness. To you for the lord is a god of justice you see that justice you see that kind of justice do you see the judgments of god right now in the dispensation of the new testament the bible calls him a righteous judge he's not a wicked one he then judges according to what we have done he judges us according to his righteousness of which he has imputed on us through christ David says, blessed is the man of whom the Lord imputeth not sin, but righteousness. That's designing the judgments of God. That's, it's even deeper. It goes deeper than just the message of grace and faith. It goes into the distinctions of ministry, the degrees of prayer, the degrees of intercession, the understanding, the interpretation of things, both present and future. The, 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 the mark of sustaining the cloak of the star you are, that when you begin... You end well. You only go upward and upward. You shine brighter and brighter. My end. You watch my end. You'll see that it will be good. Because I've understood how God judges matters. That is why somebody wrote me a message and told me, why are you tolerating this person? There's somebody in the ministry who did something so awful. And I kept tolerating this person. He says, why are you tolerating this person with all this wickedness they're showing and I told them when I showed the judgments of God, the Lord told me this particular one I need to be patient with. Because they know I don't tolerate that some nonsense. I don't tolerate certain nonsense. So they were saying, why is it that when this one did this, you immediately changed their position? And this one is doing the very thing and you've still sustained them, judgments. There's a man whose heart is trying to be better, but it is failing. And there's a man whose heart has been lifted up into rebellion because it knows you're too gracious. The day they abuse their position because they know your soul, because they know your soul loving, that is the day you know they don't deserve a certain place. God has not called us to abuse grace because it is given to us. God has not called us to abuse love because it is, it is given to us. God has not called us to abuse forgiveness because it is given to us. That's another thing. For him that knoweth to do right and doeth it not, to him is sin. So when the person least expects me to fire, he's when I fire. And when they least they expect me to fire, I don't. Because I'm following the judgments of God, I hear God, I hear God. I could make a mistake there. There are people I've been patient with and I've seen the results of that. And there are people I should have let go long ago. But I became funny on it. Anyway, the judgments of God. God is looking and longing to be gracious to you. And therefore he lifts himself up. That he may have mercy on you. And show loving kindness to you. For the Lord is a God of what? Justice. Blessed. Happy. Fortunate. To be envied. Are all those who honestly. Wait for him. Who expect. Listen. And look. And long for him. For one. They are waiting on him for his victory. They are looking and longing on him for his favor. They are longing for his love. They are longing for his peace. They are longing for his joy. He is much less an unbroken companionship. That's what you should expect of God. That is the discerning distinction of a man who has understood the judgments of God. You expect that, nothing less. But I've done this, yes. I don't care how much you've done. Expect favor. I don't care how, how bad you've been. Expect victory. Expect peace and expect joy. If there's a character issue, God will deal with you, forgive you, cause you to repent to others who, have, who you've wronged, but he will still want to give you victory. He will still want to give you peace. He will still want to give you joy. He will still, oh, but I messed up a post. I don't think I, I could ever get married. I don't think I could ever get this job. I don't think God would ever use me again. Listen, repent, change your mindset, go and tell sorry to whoever you're wronged, move on. God still wants to give you victory. He still wants to give you favor. He still wants to give you love. He still wants to give you peace and He still wants to give you joy and He's matchless companionship. That's justice. Next verse. All oh, people who dwell in Zion, or oh, Jerusalem, you will weep no more He will surely be gracious to you at the sound of your cry. When he hears it, he will answer. And though the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the word of affliction, yet your teacher, will he not hide himself anymore? For your eyes will constantly behold your teacher. That's the message. That's the voice of the message. It's uh, even if you go, he's, he's not saying that he wishes adversity. He says, even if you're in a problem, even if you have adversity, but you have the right message. Even if you're under affliction, but you have the right message. Even if you're poor right now, and you don't even have money for dinner, but you are listening to the right message. Your teacher shall not depart from thine eyes. And the next verse, and your ears will hear a word behind you. That's the third distinction of direction into purpose your ears will hear what behind you saying this is the way walk in it when you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left he will be telling you don't go here don't enter here don't go into this relationship come out of this enter that door don't enter it take that deal don't take it those are the three distinctions you hear the voice of direction you get the voice of the teacher which is the message and you have the voice of his judgments and you'll be good somebody raise your hands and speak to Jesus to your feet come on speak to God I want you to speak like you're receiving every word that has been spoken tonight and I want to release an impartation in just a few seconds from now if your destiny and purpose the milestones of your future can be directed and the message is present to you And his judgments are a revelation. That's called hearing God fully. If you made mistakes in destiny. Tonight God is aligning you. If you made errors in judgment. Tonight God is aligning you. If you made error in the message. Tonight God is restoring you. But whatever it is, you must believe that God is on your side and he wants to help you. Somebody raise your voice and start to speak to God. Let's just take two minutes and talk to God.
1: In the secret the quiet Still stillness you a thing. in the secret the quiet hour away only for you cause I wanna know I want to know you more. I want to tell you. I want to know. Pushing on words Pushing every hidden self side Out of my way Cause I want to know You more I want to know you I want to hear your voice No!
0: mistakes you made when you didn't hear God they must end tonight tell God now that you've granted me the life to be alive to design these things help me God help me make right help me make the right decisions help me walk the right course help me to be at the right time at the right place with the right people I don't want to die I want to leave I declare, and I declare that you'll not enter a wrong relationship and die of it. You'll not enter a wrong ministry and be destroyed of it. I declare, and I declare that you'll not enter a wrong deal, a wrong job, a wrong commitment, a wrong office, a wrong ministration, a wrong administration. You'll not be wrong. You'll not go the wrong way. Tonight the voice of God will be clearer. In his judgments, your teachers will be present before you to teach and instruct you always. I decree and I declare that you'll hear a voice telling you, go this way. Go that way. On the left and on the right. He'll keep you on the course that you must follow. If you made mistakes in the past, tonight God helps you. Tonight God lifts off. Tonight God is ready to change your story as it is known. May you not go another course anymore. If you've messed up, there's still a second chance and a third chance. Because He's a God who looks to give you victory. He's a God who looks to give you peace. He's a God who looks to give you love. He's a God who looks to give you joy. He's a God who looks to restore you. He wants to heal you. He wants to deliver you. He wants to strengthen you. He wants to uplift you. He wants to answer in the mighty name of Jesus as instructed by God God is separating he's sanctifying he's consecrating he's opening people's ears to hear his voice fully it's an anointing and it is coming upon you right now I don't need to lay hands on you, it is not something I'll even strive over. Power of the Holy Ghost, receive, receive it, receive it, receive it, receive it, receive it, receive it, receive it in the way that you should go. Prophets, the power of God is coming upon you. Prophets, oh oh, 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 power of the holy ghost. Apostles, the power of God is coming upon you. There are people right now I see God touching somebody on live stream. eh? Live stream. God, I thank you. God, I thank you. From today, you're going to hear the voice of God with a clarity you have never imagined. Pastors, God opens your ears right now. He opens your ears right now. He opens your ears right now.